Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Liz, we're about to book our next flight to Puerto Rico. Have you, you know, done your whole manifesting thing? Is there a direct flight? No, I think we still have to choose between going through Miami and Houston. Oh. So I'll, I'll light some candles tonight and see if I can make it happen. Okay, I believe in you. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're talking about how the news is always the last thing you expect. And by the way, we do have some news. Yes, very good news. Then in the craft and fane, we'll share some new writer's room terminology that we learned recently that we cannot get enough of. And in our H-I-H-W-F-H Happier in Hollywood work from home segment, we'll talk about what we're doing to replace our loops. And this week's Hollywood hack should take some pressure off. Yes, but first we have an update. I really want to thank everyone for all of the wonderful pillow suggestions. I have a whole list of pillows now, and I got my first one. I started with a pillow from Cozy Earth. They say it's heat regulating. (laughs) They say it's the softest pillow ever. It's bamboo on the outside. It's mulberry silk on the inside. And I have to tell you, I don't find it soft at all. I think it's actually a little bit hard, and I don't know if it's heat regulating because I've been sleeping so well on this pillow. But it's not what I thought it was going to be at all, but I don't even care. It works. (laughs) It works, yes. Yeah, and if you want other sleep tips, we talked about sleep tricks for sleeping when you're stressed in the last episode, 261. So thank you, everyone, for that. Sarah, next time I'm at your house, I'm going to look at this pillow. I'm very curious. It's quite lovely, and it came in this fancy bag. I was like, oh, this is nice. Mm, Nice. And then, Sarah, we also have a couple of reminders. We want to remind everyone that we are preparing for our spring listener questions episode. So now is the time to send us your questions. You can ask us about anything, life in Hollywood, TV writing, our friendship, tending chickens, and now for you, a rabbit. (laughs) 
Yes. Um, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. And we also want to remind everyone that we are doing a Facebook Live book club in June. We'll be reading and discussing Happy Campers by Audrey Monkey. This is the book that I've literally been carrying everywhere mm-hmm. for the entire pandemic with me because I think it's so wonderful. So if you want to participate in our Facebook Live book club in June, you should get the book now. You can also listen to the audiobook, which is wonderful. Audrey reads it herself. So put that on your calendar. Yes. Okay, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's another reminder that the news, at least for us, is never what we expect. Yeah. So we have talked about this before. It's like we always try to kind of game it out and figure out what we're going to hear, what the news is going to be in every kind of work situation. And we're always wrong. It's always the last thing that we would expect. And it happened once again. This week. (laughs) Yes. So we got a text from Gemstone, which is a division of Sony, our studio, and they produced the show last week saying they had news and wanted to set up a call. Now, we knew it wasn't news of a pickup. That just because we're not at that stage. Right. We've already been picked up for season two. Yes. So we're like, (laughs) what could this possibly be? And we kind of said, could it be this? Could it be that? It's like a thousand things going through our minds. And it was none of those things. And it was better than I think probably anything that we came up with. The news is that Fantasy Island is no longer a summer show. They are Fox, our network, is moving us to the regular season, which is so exciting. Yes. So we were all set to premiere May 31st. If you listen to the podcast, you've heard us say many times, Fantasy Island season two premieres May 31st. We hope everyone watches. Well, it is not premiering May 31st. So... Look, while we were excited about it premiering soon, that would have been fun. The fact is, it's a much better thing for us to be on either in the fall or the winter because that is when more people are watching TV. Yes, and they put more money into marketing. It's it's just such a huge vote of confidence in the show. And we're so proud of our team. You know, it really speaks to the fantastic work that our writing team has been doing, that our crew has been doing, our cast, as we have said before, is we think is the most wonderful cast in the world. So we're just really excited for them and for us. Yes. And Sarah, we want to give a special shout out to our casting director, Mark Rutman, who has been brilliant both seasons. And one of the things that the network specifically mentioned um, when they made this announcement was one, the scripts, which I appreciated. And two, (laughs) our amazing, not only cast, but our amazing guest cast. Being Fantasy Island, we have guest casts every week, you know, who come in for a fantasy. And we have just been getting such fantastic people It made Fox feel they can really market the show. Yes. And Mark has done such an incredible job finding this great guest cast. It's, I mean, and he's so fun to work with and just fantastic. Yes. Now, I will say, Liz, the one, it's not a downside, but this does not affect our... time frame and workload right now. (laughs) Yes, it's funny because we actually delayed recording today because we knew this news was coming out, but we never want to say anything until it's official because, of course, we've learned our lesson on many occasions. So 
we were waiting and the news came out and then we posted on our Facebook. And of course, our wonderful listeners were all asking, does this mean you can take a breath and not have to finish the season so quickly? And no, our schedule stays exactly the same for production and post, but it is what it is. Yes. And we're getting close to the end, uh, at least of the writing. We're yes. very close to the end of the writing, knock on wood. And then we're closing in on the end of shooting and post will take a while longer, but the schedule remains exactly the same from our point of view. Yeah. So I don't, it's Sarah, you just, it's just funny because things unfold and like, we never know what's around the corner. I mean, that is for good or for bad. The thing about working in Hollywood is you literally never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it, as you said, it's always the last thing we expect. Just like I think back again to us, you know, being like 10 years old and watching Fantasy Island in our bedrooms, could yeah. never have imagined that we would be here making season two of Fantasy Island and then getting the news that we've, you know, as we say, graduated from summer to in season. So we take our victories where we find them and we are counting no, exactly. this as a victory. And it, you said it before, but it really is all about what a great team we have because it's not an easy show. We have a lean budget. We have COVID. We have uh. rain. We have tight deadlines. And yet everybody really stepped up and made a beautiful show and now we're getting rewarded. Hopefully, we'll get more eyeballs on the show. I certainly hope so. We really do love the show. It's so good. It's just so great to watch. I really enjoy watching it. I enjoy it, too. <laughs> we have to watch it like 800 times, so that's saying something. Well, yes, it is. I was just glad, Liz, this time that the unexpected news was good news because it doesn't oh, always break yes. that way. <laughs> No, I well, what was funny is Marie, who texted us, Marie Jacobson, who we adore, who knows how our minds work. She said yes. in the text, all good, but it is yeah. news because she knew the second we got that text that we would hit the ceiling, spin, spin, spin. what's going yeah. on, you know, and that we would freak, basically yeah. freak the fuck yeah. out. So that did help her saying all good. Don't worry. <laughs> But it is big news. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you, Marie, for that. Okay. And we will link to some articles about this change in our show notes. There are a couple articles that say such lovely things, one in Deadline and one in TV Line. <laughs> so we will put those in our show notes. And coming up, we have some new writer's room terminology to share. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. 
Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, it's time for The Craft and Fane, in which we discuss the craft of writing. Because although writing is an art, we think it is also a craft. And this week, we're going to talk about some new terminology that we just learned. We thought we had learned it all, but in fact, there is terminology that we don't know. Yes. And um, by the way, in episode 212, we talked about more terminology. So if anyone loves this kind of thing, you can go back and hear more writer room terminology. But this, Sarah, came from Jane Espenson. So Jane was one of the major Buffy writers. She has written on a million shows. She's insanely talented. And she, lucky for us, writes on Fantasy Island. So she also writes on Foundation, which is a David Goyer show on Apple TV. And she came into the writer's room to work on one of her Fantasy Island episodes. And she used this terminology. And we're like, this is a game changer. It's so so perfect. Yeah. So we were talking about a scene, let's say, oh, um, Rourke and Ruby consult about a guest. Let's say that was the scene. Then she said, we needed a little Javier beat. She said, well, why don't we make the Javier Rourke beat the front porch to the Rourke and Ruby scene? And we were like, what do you mean? And she's like, front porch, back porch. It's the little <laughs> tag of a, that you either put at the top of a scene or the end of a scene because it's sort of something that you need, but it's not its own scene. I mean, Liz, I don't know how we have survived 20 years as TV writers without this terminology. Like, it literally changes how I think about the structure of scenes. Yes. And now, I mean, at least three times a day, we're like, that could be a good front porch to that (laughs) scene. Or, oh, you know what? We can make the back porch of this scene the cross we need with the guest or whatever it is. And it's so clear. And we told any writers who happened not to be there when Jane was talking about this, we told them. And so now everybody knows what front porch and back porch is. And everybody uses it. And it's just so clear and easy to understand. Like, I love how it makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the writer's room phrases we talked about in episode 212 is a house number. Mm. If you don't know the whole story behind what that means, it just doesn't make sense to you, right? It's essentially like a house number. Feel free to listen to the episode. I'll give the brief thing. It's basically like when you're building a neighborhood, you kind of put in the street and on the curb, right? The house number of what eventually will be a house, but there's no house there yet. So when we say a house number in a writer's room, we mean this isn't the actual pitch. This is just what we're putting there as a placeholder until we find something better. But this, just the logic of it is so clean and clear and you really get it. Can I say, Sarah, there is one funny thing, though, which is that Rourke's office, the actual set, has a front (laughs) deck and a back deck. So there has been just the tiniest Mm. bit of confusion where people are saying, are you saying put this on her front porch? Are you saying it's the front porch of the scene? So we've had to be very clear that we call it front deck and back deck 
for the actual set. And then we call this front porch and back porch. (laughs) And then Liz, there's also another interesting piece of terminology that we've learned lately. Yes. Funneling, which I had never heard. Funneling is when you're intercutting and the scenes are getting shorter and shorter. So you're sort of intercutting to come to a point. And again, for us, when we're trying to explain how something should be written and anything we can do to make it clear is helpful when communicating with writers. And so I think this is a really good way to describe a certain type of sequence. Yes. So thank you so much to Jane Espenson and David Goyer. Yeah. For revitalizing our writer's room terminology. We appreciate it very much. Yes. And you know what, Sarah? We have so many TV writers and writers in general uh, listening. I would love people to send in their lingo and we could hopefully do a take two where we share even more of these phrases because I think they're so fun and often they do apply to other arenas in life. Yes. So email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com with your writing lingo. Okay, Sarah, it is time for our new segment, H-I-H-W-F-H, which is Happier in Hollywood, Work From Home, because let's face it, we are going to be working from home at least to some degree forever. The days of being 100% in the office seem to be behind us for good. I sure hope so. I have to say, I do like the, uh, the hybrid model of office and home. Right now, we're still home, 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 but when it gets hybrid, I think that'll be perfect. Okay, but in this working from home situation, we've discovered a really big problem, and I don't know why it took us quite so long for this to hit. Yes. But we realize when we work on a lot or in an office, we take loops several times a day. I mean, it's really a part of our culture of being in the office. We do it without even thinking. We'll just be like, oh, let's take a loop. Let's take a loop. Not anymore. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't heard us talk about taking loops, it's exactly what it sounds like. We go (laughs) outside and we take a loop around, whether it be a building, like a block radius loop or around the lot. Like we used to loop around the Disney lot all the time with Marsha Clark. And there, it's important to us because what it does is when we are stuck on anything, often a story issue is probably the main um, thing we get stuck on at work. We say, let's loop. And while we're walking, we talk. And almost always, we solve problems while looping. Yes. It's both a mental break. And at the same time, it, it kind of sharpens your thinking in a weird way. It's that thing of when you're moving, you can think better and you're in a different environment. It's one, it's exercise. So we haven't been getting that just kind of basic fresh air exercise component in our day. But I mean, the problem solving was so essential. And somehow we have managed to solve problems in the interim without loops, but it's such a nice way to solve problems. Yes, well, it's a nice way to solve problems. And what we realized looking back at this season, unfortunately... It took till episode 13 for us to put our finger on this, is that what we used to do is there'd be an issue, a story issue, and then we would leave and go on a loop and discuss it and usually come back with some kind of answer or thought to help. 
Yeah. Because sometimes it's also just the two of us just going off and talking is helpful because we can clarify what we want and what the problem is between the two of us. That's a very effective way for us to work. Yeah. But what instead you and I have been doing is often not really having that conversation, the two of us just creative conversation until the night after the room has already wrap for the day. Yeah. And so then we're not coming up with solutions until like 9 p.m. when we could have, if we'd been looping, come up with a solution at 11 a.m. Right. And so that was not efficient. And what we want to do in the future is keep looping even if we're not together. Right. And we can just stick in our little AirPods and take our phones and go for a walk around our respective blocks if we're not together, but set that as a line item in our calendar. Right. At 11 o'clock, we're going to take a loop just like we would if we were in the office. At 1.30, we're going to take a loop just like we would if we were in the office. And yeah, get the problem solving done during the day (laughs) instead of later when we're really tired. Yes. We haven't done it yet, so we don't know if it will work as well, not being together. But I think it will, because when we, even at night, when we just, the two of us talk on the phone, we will have, I mean, most of our good ideas, I would say, come at at that point. Like, we'll say, what are we doing? We're trying to break this episode. We've spent two days on it. It's going nowhere what if we just did something else? And in like five minutes, you and I'll be like, oh, let's do this totally different thing. And we're like, duh. Yeah. So done. So anyway, we both found a problem and hopefully a solution. Yes. We're wondering, are other people working from home? Are you finding that there are things that you have missed from the office that would be helpful if you've integrated them into your work from home life. So let us know that. Um, You can email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we've got a Hollywood hack that takes the pressure off lower level writers, or really any writer, upper level writers as well. But first, this break. I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local Local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. And this is something that our co-EP, Adria Lang, said to the wonderful Brooke Sitgraves-Turner um, when she was about to go to set. Yes, 
And that is you don't have to have the answer. So let's explain this a little bit. In television, we have many meetings, many, many (laughs) meetings. This is the context in which this came up. And you and I like to try to have the writer of the episode, I mean, if they're on staff, go to meetings and often cover meetings for us so that because there's just no way that you and I can go to every single meeting. And questions come up, right? Like, oh, should this diary have a lock or not have a lock? Should this, whatever, should this be a mug or a glass? Do we want to shoot this at the beach or at work's office? I mean, just questions, questions, questions. And they want answers, of course. When you're the person covering a meeting, you feel pressure to have the answer to every question. But Adria pointed out, you can just say, I don't have the answer to that right now. I'll get back to you. Yes. And especially, I think, for lower level writers who don't have a ton of experience on set and covering all of these meetings, knowing that you can just say, you know what, let me check with Liz and Sarah. Let me check with whoever the showrunner or second in command person is and get back to you allows you to take a breath. Yes. You don't have to know everything right away. You do have to then follow up and ask the question and make sure you get the answer back to the person who needs it. But it just, I remember as a lower level writer being in those positions and feeling like you have to know everything and be ready with the answer right away, because of course people want the answer right away, but it's, it's okay. It's okay to just take the time to get the answer and come back Oh, you can breathe a little. Yes. And I mean, the funny thing, Sarah, is this is equally true for you and me. Sometimes questions are put to us and we haven't thought about them or we're not sure what's best. And it's okay also for us to say, you know what, we need to take a beat and think about that. Can we get back to you later today or tomorrow? Because even though so much of our job is just making quick decisions and oftentimes any decision is just better than no decision. Like you can't let perfect be the enemy of good, but sometimes you do need that moment and it's okay to say, you don't know. We've even learned this with story, right? When we're pitching to the studio or network, whether it be on fantasy Island or anything else, We have gotten very comfortable saying, and you know what? We don't know where we're going to end the season because we want to let things play out. And there's any, there's three different directions we could go and we don't want to commit. And we will also, (laughs) lately our thing when we get emails from our line producer with, you know, he'll make a big long list of questions. We'll answer the ones we know and the other ones will go mulling. Yes, mulling. (laughs) (laughs) Mulling, we'll get back to you. Yes, mulling is what we say. It's true. Or pondering. Yes, pondering both. and mulling. We do a lot of mulling and pondering. <laughs> but not for long. But yes, I mean, for like 15 minutes or maybe a day. Or sometimes yeah. answers become clear over time. Like, oh, well, it turns out we can't get such and such location. So it's no longer a question. Right. <laughs> That happens painfully often. Yes. But I, anyway, again, we're talking about this in the context of being a television writer. But of course, this particular Hollywood hack is something that I think probably applies to almost any situation in life, right? Yes. It's true. okay not to know. So thank you, Adria, for that excellent piece of advice that you gave to Brooke, who said it really helped her. 
And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. And thanks to everyone at Sencola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sencola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fane and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fane. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, I feel like we sound different today because we like got some good news. I know. We're like lighter. I feel like we're so buoyant. (sighs) Yeah. I like it. (laughs) From the Onward Project.